0: Hi, and welcome to the Super Anti Aging Podcast with myself, Steve Halpern. Remember, this is the Magic Bone Podcast. When you listen to this intensely and follow some of the suggestions, you will get younger. You might even be younger at the end of this podcast. You know, I'm watching a lot of uh, motivating what I call senior podcasts, and they're pretty good. You know, there's this one guy and he's 83 years old and he lifts all these weights and whatnot. Pretty good. Okay. But and I'm not saying that's not great to do. What are his, what are his genes? What genes are on and off? You know, we have that same story. There's people who can smoke and drink and do all sorts of stuff and they live to 100. That's great. So, what does that mean? Does <clears throat> it mean smoking, drinking is good? No. So, I think it's great that he's exercising and he's doing all that stuff. <clears throat> but I come from a very particular bias. And the bias is so you got the genes, what are you going to do about it? Well, the exercise is good and the diet is good, but I'm a big fan of supplementation. What I call nutraceuticals. And nutraceuticals are important, <clears throat> but you got to know what you're doing. You know, it's not just hodgepodge, I'll take a little of this one, I'll take a little of this one. No. It really has to be planned out and personalized to you. And then all sorts of things are possible. All sorts of things. You know, soon, soon I'll do my videos and Instagram and the whole thing and people will see that I live it. And that's important. Not from an ego point of view, but I want to share this information like I did when I had my first gym. Now, it's also interesting. I see the so called expert docs on, you know, and uh, spokespeople, and I look at them, and I'm going to be, I am. <laughs> see, I keep saying that chronologically. I'm 76, and biologically, who knows? Uh, no, I think I'm, you know, the last test was around forty four forty five. 45. But I look at people, and some of these people, and they don't look great. They're talking, 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 and whatever they're doing. But I don't really want to follow them. They don't look that great. They got gray hair. They got wrinkles. They don't seem to have that kind of super, super energy. Some of them do. So what's the key? The key is using the best of the latest technology, whatever that happens to be. You know, And that's my goal share some of this information with you, so maybe you can access some of this technology, but things that you can practically do. And here here are some practicalities. Without controversy, normalizing insulin functioning. How do you do that? Well, maybe you need pharmaceutical input, something like metformin, which is a good start if uh, you have a health practitioner who agrees. Metformin has some interesting anti-aging benefits. If you don't want to do the metformin, you might do berberine, which is really helpful, and cinnamon, and help normalize your microbiome. And, of course, the the obvious high sugar intake, reduce that and refine carbohydrates and processed foods. Those are easy. Those are the really, really simple. Now, diet. This gets really kind of tricky. <clears throat> Having done this for a long time, I have the privilege of watching this field evolve <clears throat> and change. And what I've seen is fats come and go. Especially diet fats. I've watched the yeast diet and the hypoglycemic diet and you know the Atkins diet and who knows what else as the years go well now we have of course the gluten diet Everyone's has a gluten problem or if you don't you think you do I'm not saying some people don't do well why we don't really know We're documenting it if you really have a gluten problem okay gluten enteropathy but if not certainly you can try it and see what you do but let's get back to the basic question what diet do I do And am I caught in the fad? Well, this doesn't make me really popular, but of course the fads now, and I do call them fads. I mean, they've been around a long time, these diets, but now they're popularized, and I always say, well, who's to benefit? Well, the food industry now. We have all sorts of keto products, and of course we have keto books, but we have keto products that can be pushed at a higher price, keto-friendly, keto bar, keto toothpaste, you know, uh, the Just keto, keto, keto. Mm, All right, that's fine. But still, it leaves me in confusion. Okay. What diet should I eat? What should I eat? Well, the question has an answer. And the answer is personalization. As I said, you go with certain givens, which we know that a complex whole food diet is going to be good for you. Okay. Maybe you have some sensitivities, food sensitivities that you don't know about, that you might have to be careful. So what I say to people is, if you eat a food and you feel kind of strange, maybe you're reacting to that food. Maybe you're reacting to the composition of that food. So listening, and I keep saying this over and over and over again in these podcasts, listening to your body. But it's like someone, it's like the radio that has static, You can't hear the song. You can't hear your body's song. Okay. So learning to listen to your body. Because sometimes the information is just overwhelming or contradictory. You know, on the web, you know, get into Google. Do something that's exactly the opposite. Oh, you know, we found that... uh, uh Eating vegetables is really bad for you. It causes cancer. Well, now you'll get into a clickbait. You'll get into, you know, you'll show up. All right. So be careful of some of these statements that you hear. I, I just saw another one. I'm digressing a moment. You know, NAD, which I can devote a whole podcast to, MNN and NAD, are substances that have been shown to be beneficial in many studies. Even going back a number of years, and even niacin or niacinamide might help make NAD. And so that's a good thing. And now I see a study that says, oh, NAD might increase metastasis in breast cancer or brain cancer. And then when you analyze the study and see, wait wait, wait a second, wait a second, oh, excuse me. Did you, do, did you do a direct cause and effect? Okay. And how did you measure this? And blah, 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 blah. So another, get the headlines, get in the news, get exposure. All right. Now remember back, back, back when, you know, we trusted the experts and we trusted the nutrition scientists. And Frederick Stair, the head of Harvard Nutrition. How can you get better than Harvard Nutrition? Got bought out by the food industry and, of course, published lots and lots of research that showed high sugar is great for you. It's not a problem. Eat sugar and you'll be fine. Right? Just like the doctors who got bored for smoking. Yes, more doctors smoke camels than any other brand of cigarettes. Hmm. So, what's going on in the whole food industry here? Again, I'm trying to stay on topic. And the topic was... What should I eat? What should I not eat? Remember, we have two issues. What should I not eat? And what should I eat? Okay. And who's behind it? Well, now we have meat and fat is good for you, right? Lots of meat, fat, good. So now products are going to say lots of fat, you know, meat. And I would say meat might be good for some people in certain amounts, but you know, uh, meat consumption has gone down in this country. Okay, so let's push research and studies and scientists and spokespeople say, oh yes, 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 this is good. You know, uh, don't eat all those vegetables. You know, you got to eat the meat. But remember, when you're on a ketogenic diet, you're going to eliminate some really beneficial foods. And you don't necessarily want to do that. You know, the ketogenic diet was invented, you know, for epilepsy. You know, ketones are are a backup for glucose. And so then your body produces ketones. And supposedly it's going to do good things. But remember, when you fast, you're going to produce some ketones. Just naturally. So that might be a reason that the intermittent fasting has a benefit. Okay. But staying on a ketogenic diet. mm -mm. Now, if you... If you're a modified ketogenic diet, meaning you don't want to take in a lot of carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates, processed foods. By the way, I have one gripe. You know, I go to, I'm always looking for new products and, and either whole foods. I live in New York City, so I have so much, so much access to, uh, different places, stores and health stores and, and an educated population of people who really want to try to eat healthy. And I look at products so-called health products, and please read the label, you know, they have sugar, they have oils that don't need to be in there, they're processed. Remember, anytime you heat an oil, you're going to have a problem. So if you're making chips, it's going to be a problem. You produce what's called... Uh, Glycation, advanced glycation. You know what advanced glycation is? Look at brown spots on the hands. Advanced glycation, glycation. Advanced glycation could be an Alzheimer's risk or can even tie into blood vessel problems. So, you don't want the chips, the chips, the chips. Okay. not a, Now, does that mean a little bit? No. <clears throat> does that mean once in a while? No. Okay. Does not mean you have to get crazy by it and say, well, no, I had a little... i had a i had a client who wouldn't take didn't like swallowing pills so instead what i did is i got some gummies and you know zinc has been shown there have been studies that show that zinc might be really helpful uh for immunity and covid so i suggested uh some zinc so i got the zinc gummies sure enough i get a call no 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 it has some sugar in it. <clears throat> Dextrose. Okay. How much sugar are you gotta have? A little gummy. So trying to get crazy about that of all those little things is problematic. So let's get back to the whole area of foods. All right. What should I eat? Well Vegetables <laughs> <laughs> vegetables and fruit and fiber and a little bit of grains if you're not sensitive to them and tiny amounts of protein sources like meat if you really want to do it fish gets really tricky you know it's got plastics in it and it's got poisons in it. well you do a little bit remember it's not just the poison it's the soil and that's really the key. You know, the famous, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna digress. I guess I'm in this, um, high supplement mood, you know, about, uh, poisons. And a little bit will stimulate. We call that homoresis. Exercise is homoretic. A little stimulation. So maybe a little bit of is good for you. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> not not the Keith Richards, you know, the old joke. I said that you know, I'm a daddy, so I can do daddy jokes. You know, if you look at Keith Richards, he's still going. And he's probably done every substance you can imagine. And so there was a the standard comedian joke that uh, one of the few people in the world to survive a nuclear disaster would be Keith Richards. So getting back to the main topic of a little bit. And diet. So, what should you be doing? Well, I think a modified Mediterranean diet is a great idea. I think postponing eating in the morning might be a great idea. If you eat early, might be a really good idea. Okay, and as I ask clients to do in working my program, and it's so easy now on the phone—you know, you don't even have to write it down—is to start to track, <laughs> write down what you're eating. And then record how you're feeling. And you will might notice some interesting things. Because so much eating is habit and instinctual and emotional and not how do I feel. Okay. Am I really hungry? Or, you know, is it an impulse item? And then my other diet suggestion is before you do that, Whatever that your intellectual brain, your frontal brain knows is not particularly great. Pause. <clears throat> Take a little moment, a minute or two or three, and say, "You know, that's okay. Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deprive myself." And you might not do it because, "Wow, it's not really great." You know, doesn't make me. But at the moment, you know, something pushes us, whether it's low blood sugar sometimes or some key in our brain that been, we've been conditioned to, you know, advertisers have conditioned us emotionally and we want to... Oh, yeah, okay, I'm going mm, to eat that. Oh, you know, every time I eat that, I don't really feel that great. So, again, getting back to the topic, I love supplementation. I think it's really, really important. Um, it's important because of our own genetics, and that's a thing to get screened for. Whether you have a genetic deficiency, maybe you have a genetic deficiency of folic acid, or a problem with vitamin D, or the B vitamins. I mean, there's a whole list of genetic related deficiencies where you might need more, and of course, aging is, a, is, is an issue. We know that as seniors, as people get older, their microbiome ages. their digestive system is less efficient. So you might need some additional protein. You might need additional supplementation to make up for that slowdown in the system of absorption. I didn't say slowing down. Sometimes a little slowing down the system is good. You know, that's a whole big part of longevity science now, you know. In fact, there's a whole theory that we just use ourselves up. The cells just burn out. So, balancing those two. Balancing. as, As Ayurvedic or Chinese medicine talks about, it's the balance. Right, it's a back and forth balance. It's stimulation and quieting, and stimulation and quieting, which we don't do to our eating pattern. Our eating pattern is stimulation, 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 stimulation. Okay, now I'm starving. Oh, I'm going to eat. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not the balance, you know. So learning that we've been conditioned our food choices, many of our food choices. And our patterns of eating have been conditioned by a food industry that benefits economically. So, you know, one of the mantras we used to use when examining different different social patterns was "follow the money." Yes, the supplement business is a billion-dollar business, and I'm not being part of that you know, uh, promoting, I I acknowledge that. But doesn't mean there's not benefit there. Education is the key. Guidance, education is really the key. It's not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. So that's important. And when you look at, you know, so-called health foods, there really isn't a health food. The question is, is it a health food for you? That's really, really the key. So I come to the end of this podcast. Please put comments. I have a Facebook group called Super Anti-Aging. You can join that Facebook. Um, And please continue listening. I appreciate my audience. I respect my audience. Please share these podcasts. Subscribe if you can. Yeah, a little subscribe. You know, I won't put on any list, but it's really good to see subscribers. Because if I haven't you know, to get sponsored, no, I'm not sure. Uh, having subscribers and listeners is a really good thing. And that just enables me to have more time to do this research and give you the latest health information so i come to the end of this podcast and i want to thank you so much for listening